Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Sketch Magazine Podcast. I am John Wilson, the online editor of Sketch Magazine at Comic Related, and I am joined, as always, by Sketch Magazine publisher Bob Hickey, Sketch Magazine and SketchMagazine.net editor Bill Nichols, and this is an auspicious occasion here on the Sketch Magazine Podcast. Never before has this happened. We have a guest and before we introduce this uh, very talented gentleman, Bob, why don't you set the scene as to what brought this about? Okay. Um, well, I was on Facebook, and a, a good friend of mine who I've known for a very long time, we were talking about surviving and putting together superhero universe and, and everything. And I've always picked his brain for marketing. And for I'm gonna, his name's Scott. Welcome to the podcast, by the way. Scott Story. Oh, thanks, guys. Scott Story. Um, Scott and I, we went back and forth and bantered a little bit behind the scenes on, on messaging on Facebook about superhero stuff, and and he he's he he's been at it for a long time. He's he's seen the digital age come into the market, and I know he was really working it hot and heavy there for a long time, and it's sort of like I was just you know playing up some different ideas. Is is there a a reason to put together like a little image and pull some of us together. Can we share readerships? Can we, what can we do to further and grow and expand? And um, Scott sort of moved it out to the front of Facebook a little bit. And I really plugged him to come on the podcast. So Scott, you want to sort of let them know what, what you do and everything? How long? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, by the way, hi guys. Hey. Um, I have been in the indie comic world for about 18 years, and uh, you're right. I was there before the digital stuff really started to happen back when uh, Diamond wasn't the only distributor and anything black and white could, you know, be distributed relatively inexpensively. And I worked for, oh, I don't know, dozens of comic companies from Image to Amp to Devil's Dude, um, Digital Webbing, you know, you name it, I probably did some work there. But when the Internet came, I kind of switched over and really focused my, my efforts on the digital world. And, of course, there's a lot of obvious reasons to do that. You know, we've got the same reach as the big companies do. We can, you know, speak with the world, essentially. Right. So uh, for the past seven or eight years, I have uh, self-published a comic called Johnny Saturn, at johnnysaturn.com, and it's been a print comic and a web, a web comic, uh, and those work really well together, as, as you know. And I wouldn't say it's been a huge financial success, but it's been, I, I would call it a huge creative success, although it's never, you know, paid all my bills. It's done all right. right. Well, how, how and, often do you publish it? Oh, uh, twice a week on Monday and Thursday. Okay. 
and each episode is about half of a regular comic page. So that's really essentially like one comic page a week, right? Just split into two. Okay. And how far? I mean, I know you've got several graphic novels now. Is that correct? Uh, two. Two. Okay. Yep. Two that are published, and uh, a third. I've got a, a material for a third one in the can. We just haven't published it yet. Okay. And we're well into the fourth one as far as that goes. Right. It's, it's seventeen normal comic issues right now. Wow. Well, Scott, let's toot your own horn for a minute. Um, tell everybody what you do on this book. Well, I am the co-writer and the co-creator, and I am the all-purpose artist. Um, I taught myself how to color for this book, for example, and uh, really specialized in inking. But I, cartooning-wise, I can do everything, and I think that's really important in the digital age. Oh, I agree. So you basically, you do layouts, you pencils, inks, colors, and letters. Is that correct? Yep. So you, you do everything that we tell people that usually you're going to have to bring in somebody else to do. On yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Now, I, I, I have occasionally hired colorists to help uh -huh. me, uh, so just to make that clear. And some of them have been really good, like John Roush, who works for Marvel and DC, and Matthew Swift. Uh, recently worked with me, and I think he's on Iron Man. I'm not sure, right. but for the most part, it's been me on the colors. Okay. Um, well, what sort of started our conversations? I think you listened to one of our podcasts, which, by the way, we appreciate. And I think I've heard most okay. of them. Yeah. And you said that I sort of sounded down a little bit <laughs> on a podcast, which can happen because I get a little frustrated with. As much work as you know, it goes into producing this. And when you mm -hmm. when you try to reach out or you do a show and you get no response or you just sort of stop and you go, why? And, and it always comes back to doing why. It's because this is something I love doing. You know, I love creating comics. I love sharing how to create comics. That's where Blue Line Sketch comes in. But, you know, so it's something I will probably do my whole entire life. But you can get frustrated. Because, as you know, it's sure. a lot of work. It's a lot of time away from family and other things that you can be doing. And so we do it to share our ideas and share our stories. But, boy, sometimes I'm just wondering if it wouldn't be easier to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, do, <laughs> I do think it's an obsession of a sort. Because, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm an illustrator. I'm also a painter. But I always end up coming back to comics. And I, I just figure I probably always will. Well, I know I've tried to sit down and do some, like, write a book, but I always visualize it so much that it's like, nah, this is going to make a good comic, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we have produced uh, a lot of Johnny Saturn prose over time, mm -hmm. and I think we're going to collect it into a book probably this year or next year. Awesome. Speaking my, of my wife, go ahead. No, I was going to say, speaking of collecting uh, the Johnny Saturns, you've... You've created several comics as well out of Johnny Saturn, we should mention. It's not just the digital work, but you also uh, eventually collect them into comics themselves uh, that are available at conventions. Uh, yes, sir. Um, like I said, I think I've got 11, 11 of them that you can order or buy at conventions now. And, you know, every five or six of those equals a trade paperback and Maybe one of these days I'll do a compendium. Right. Kind of like Robert Kirkman does with Invincible. Right. 
brand new big hardcover thing that'll sit on a bookshelf, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. I, I won't be happy if it's not like eight or nine pounds. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> be... Something you can hold the door open with. Yeah. Scott, um, as we were saying, Bob was depressed. <laughs> That one podcast about um, sales and, uh, you know, getting people to look at the book and everything. You've been doing this a really long time. Um, how do you stay motivated? How How's what? How do you, you stay motivated and keep doing what you're doing oh. as long as you have? That's, that's a great question because, like most artists, I'm pretty moody. Uh, you can probably tell by my Facebook post that I go up and down about it. Um, I think the way we're wired is uh, people like us, we have to tell stories one way or another. And we would just get depressed and sick and, and be miserable if we weren't. And that's, I guess that's my motivation. It's like, if I don't draw every day, I, I start to get depressed. Mm-hmm. Right. But, and I, and I was going to say, you know, when, when Bob was a little depressed about trying to reach the audience, I did have one thing to add. As as far as webcomics go, we've had tremendous luck with sharing audiences. Mm. And we started a collective called the uh, uh, Collective of Heroes. And we've got, I don't know, 23, 24 comics in it. And we all share each other's audiences. And it's been a tremendous success. Uh, We just have to figure out how to do that with uh, print comics. Right. Right. But, okay, how do you do that online? Do you all share links between the sites, yeah. or is that how it's done? Uh, pretty much. It's, it's um, okay, the site is at collectiveofheroes, all one word, dot net. And it has a, um, a plug-in uh, that all our members put on their site. Mm-hmm. And, and that plug-in is really pretty cool. Um it's got it it pops up as like a pop up if you mouse over it. And it's got links to all the comics and then a comic that is like the focus comic for the week. And um Sean Gustafson of the specialists has um really gone out of his way to, to create this and run this aspect of it. Mm. He he came in later, uh, after we've been around for about a year, but he's He's really revolutionized the whole group, and uh, his artist is also a designer. Um, but that's that's how we've done it. You know, people you know bring this up, and they see all these other superhero comics, right? And and there, it's you know, it's been a juried type of thing where we only bring in the ones that we think are really you know professionally produced. Mm-hmm. If we put out a bunch, you know, included a bunch of not so good stuff. Um, that would, you know, really just dilute our um, our presence. I think. Right. Does that kind of answer it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, I I agree. How long has that been around? Uh, about two years. Um, we've got some pretty big names in it, um, like uh, the Super Fogies is part of it. Um, let's see. Um, oh, there's another big one, and I'm forgetting it. Hero by Night was part of it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Love and Capes is one of the new ones. Okay. That's a real popular one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we get to share in those guys, you know, their success, sort of. Right. 
and vice versa. And it's it's been one of our biggest um, sources of traffic. Really? See, I, yeah. I think that's where I got frustrated, especially with, you know, Clay's wife, like I'm over here on this little island and nobody can find us. Yeah. You know, unless I blog on Facebook about it, there's hardly no traffic. And being two and a half years into, I mean, I'm I'm at a point that we're getting ready to end the strip, and I'm having a trouble. I haven't had a strip out in a month. I'm having a trouble finishing it because I really don't want to end the strip, but I'm frustrated with it. And Jackie wants to move on to a graphic novel format and try to put together a graphic novel for it, which I think would be a better seller than just the strips. But because it's so family oriented for me, my whole family is involved in it. It's like, I really don't want to end it. So we're going to modify the site over to a, a resource site. And here's the 150 plus strips. And then here's what we're working on new type of thing. And that way we can continue to build resources. So and we've just sort of decided that in the past couple of weeks. So I feel better about Absolutely. starting to end it, but it's just, it's frustrating when you work day in, day out. And sure. you're in your little island, and, and I mean, I'm talking hardly any hits. And I think, to, you know, do I think Jackie and I could pull it off better? Yes. Do I think it's good? I think it's okay. So I think it's like, uh, I don't know. That's where my frustrations come. So that project's going to well, get moved on into something else for us. And then, then have, uh, have you tried Project Wonderful for advertising? I have Project Wonderful ads on Sketch Magazine right now. But unless you have traffic, nobody's going to buy your ads because Project Wonderful now shows your traffic. Mm -hmm. And so you're talking about me advertising the site on, on Project Wonderful? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, as much as I put, as many cons as I do, and as much as I push Clay's way, it has never, let's put it this way, Jackie gets paid to draw it. So mm -hmm. the strip itself is majorly in the hole. So sure. to dump more money on top of where it's at right now, I'm just, I don't know. But I have been thinking today, going ahead and getting, I think we got like three or four comics worth, a magazine I designed, a new set of cards, and trying to merchandise it. And then, like you said, use Project Wonderful, hit like Girl Genius and some sites, some bigger sites, and pay some money for sure. a couple weeks and see if we can get that traffic but i don't want to do it at this point until i have the strips ready to start launching again weekly which will be next week well there's a there's a few ideas that that you can use to maximize project wonderful number one if you've got an ad server like let's say a company that that serves ads and pays you for it mm -hmm. you can you can turn around and invest that in project wonderful and have a campaign for inexpensive sites okay so you know, if you only make, let's say, 30 bucks in the month from your ads, well, you've got 30 bucks that you can spread around on Project Wonderful on sites that only charge one to five cents, you know, to have your, your ad up. Right. And then if you want to be, you know, spend a little bit of money for a short time, you could, you know, advertise like on Dr. Ninja or Girl Genius or right. Menage Free. And, uh, you know, just run it for like a day and really get like a huge spike in traffic. Right. Uh, and about, say, 40% of that will stay really? on the site when they've done it. So we do it kind of like a shell game. Right. If, 
if you follow what I mean. And that's worked out really well for us. Well, we got a, we got a write-up on a ADHD newsletter once. And this newsletter goes out to hundreds of thousands of people. And it's like within one day we got thousands of hits. And then they were gone. <laughs> like none of it stayed yeah. around. But it was because of people going to this newsletter were not comic fans. They were people who have or have kids or whatever with ADHD and dyslexia, you know, and that's why they've signed up for this newsletter. And we actually did a strip featuring one of their guys. They do a lot of videos, and we did a strip where Clay met him, and that's when they ran it in their newsletter. We did that, and they, they said they'd do it again for us. So it's something that we'll probably maybe build around a campaign like that. But I didn't see any of it staying past that one or two day, you know, huge spike. It was like, wow, look at this. Boom, watch it fall. You know? Yeah. That'll happen. We've gotten mentioned in, like, io9 magazine, and suddenly, you know, 15,000 people will be on the site. Right. <laughs> or, or more like 9,000, to be fair. And then, you know, within two days, it's all gone again. Um, and you always wonder why don't more people stay, but, you know, I don't know what you can do to keep to keep the people whose attentions, you know, they're semi-interested. No, I don't know. <laughs> people have short yeah. attention spans, sadly. Well, they do. And, you know, if they're on a magazine like io9, which is kind of a science fiction, online science fiction kind of magazine. Right. Maybe they come and they see, oh, it's a superhero story, and they're not as interested, even though we've got cyborgs and zeppelins and any science fiction trope you can think of, we've got it, but not enough to keep them around. They're, you know, pretty, you know, used to that. Mm -hmm. Um, we got written up in Comic Buyer's Guide a couple years ago, and we had a short rush then, too. Uh, but um, And we kept a few of them, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's pretty fruitless, I think. <laughs> so, so you think the best thing is to try to market towards those who are already reading online comics by using Project Wonderful and that kind of stuff? Cause that's, Absolutely. That's a crowd that's already used to you know i mean i have my morning what i call my morning paper you know the pvps the evil wings the the those guys that i'll jump out and give them my 10 seconds to read the strips and out you know so i have those that i'll well, not right now but i have in the past where every morning that's what i would jump through and you know hit hit a half a dozen sites or something like that and read um for some reason recently i've gotten totally out of it where I'll sit here for like, like on a Saturday morning and catch up with everything. I don't do it daily anymore. Um, how do we bring? Is there a way? Do you see us bringing in new readers? Period. Have you had any luck with that? Well, you know, no, not really. I, I wish I had some great ideas there. Um, you know, because the online community, number one, is kind of resistful to superheroes. They they automatically assume that's like Marvel and DC, and they've had a bad experience there. So every fan we get and keep is is a you know is a is a real win. Um, but in, in 
it's I tried to break into the um, online gaming groups, you know, the more pegs like City of Heroes and Champions and stuff. Uh, because, you know, you would think, oh, they're online, they love superheroes, this would be a natural. It wasn't as easy as it sounds, though. Right. Yeah, yeah I know um, even, like, Scott Kurtz have tried to tag into the DVD crowd and stuff with PvP, and it always seems to falter out. You never really see him develop anything from it, because the players, I guess it comes down to those guys want to be interactive with it, not just read it. That's why they're playing yeah. the games or, or whatever it is, you know. The MMOs and stuff, so. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, a few years ago, remember when real superheroes, um, the the people who dress up in the costumes and, and patrol cities mm-hmm. at night, when that, when that came about, I advertised to those guys, and that, that was really, that was successful. I still have a lot of them as readers. Hmm. But there's just not enough of them to actually count as an audience of any level. Right. And that, but it was still pretty fun. Right. Right. Cool. All right, Bill, you're silent over there. I'm listening. I'm learning. Are you? Um. Well, Scott, I'll be honest. I've known you for a very long time, but I'm not a faithful Johnny Saturn reader till recently. Um, sure. And I sort of jumped in the middle of what you got going on right now. And I think that's one of the things that we fight with this kind of project is that a new reader jumps on your site and you're in the middle of something. And it's hard for you to say, how much time can I invest into figuring it out if I like this or not? You know what I mean? I do exactly. Um, Do you see a benefit? And this is something Bill and I have been discussing with Skystorm of building a... um, a who's who type of book, a digital book with character, just like the old Marvel DC who's who, along with samples, you know, five, six pages of, for you, it would be chapters, um, and have it as a free download. So then I can grab that on my own leisure, throw it on my pad and, and, and flip through it and go, Oh damn, that's cool. Oh man, that's a bit, you know, and that kind of things. Do you see a benefit to something like that? Do you have something like that? Oh yeah. Well, I, I have a who's who, it's just a text who's who without, you know, pictures in it. Um, you, you, do know, do you do know this is a visual medium, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what kills me, because I'll uh, do the same thing, and then I'll shake my head and go, damn it, they're here for the photos. Yeah, well, I, and I like the idea that you've talked about, a Wikipedia, mm-hmm. uh, or, a, you know, a wiki uh, about it. Right. Um, the one that's impressed me the most is Brad Geiger, who... Put his, uh, you know, he on Saturdays sometimes he runs those who's who yes, in does. the evil ink world. Mm-hmm. He, he collected all those into a book yeah. and sold it on um, drive, not drive through comics, but drive through gaming. Okay, like a gaming source book. Oh, okay. And I just thought that was brilliant. Right. Um, you know, and I guess it's done okay for mm-hmm. him. If nothing else, it's it's a huge advertisement for his work. Right, right. And it highlights his so characters. I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And those are kind of funny to read. And, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't have game stats with them, so they can put whatever game they want to them. Right. Huh. So, well, something, I'm, yeah. just, I'm new to an iPad. I just got one a couple weeks ago. And uh, as much as I talk about digital comics and stuff, I just had not made the jump. And I did. 
And so I was searching around, and I, I'm not wild about investing into a whole lot, a whole lot of digital comics yet. But I was no- looking at um, iTunes and uh, Comics Plus, so I'm trying to figure out who owns it. I noticed that Kirkman, Skybound, he has like a 200 and something page preview book that you can download free. And it's the first issue of every one of his series he's ever done. If he has collected it in a trade, he's given you the first issue free. So it's like, well, that's pretty cool. yes, yeah. it was a cool concept. And I noticed two or three other ones have done what I was talking about, three or four pages of, of the first issue free. So I was thinking it would be worthwhile to do a who's who where you give away I don't the first issue or three or four pages, whichever. But then do the people, they love Marvel DC because we are working in a superhero type universe. Um, give them the, the character bios with a new pinup, maybe in a pinup by somebody else. And, and let them read the stats. And I was looking to give this away. One, one thing. I, I get all kinds of newsletters with Blue Line and stuff. I got I get a marketing newsletter all the time. I, I hardly ever read them, but something said free and Amazon will bring you business. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, I'm interested in it. And it says Amazon is looking for free stuff for their Kindle all the time. Oh, yeah. And I was looking at maybe taking and creating a Skystorm universe and putting a who's who along with samples of all the stories in it and giving it away there. But then making sure I have the rest of the issues for each of the series available on the Kindle at that point in time. And then renaming the same thing to just Skystorm Who's Who or something like that. And letting all the other dis- digital distributors give it away. Because um, Kindle wants their own exclusive. So if you retitle it, it's, it's their own exclusive at that point in time. So that was something we were talking about doing. Just to try to get some traffic to the site. Well, see, that sounds brilliant to me. Um, I hadn't really heard about that, mm-hmm. so now I'm learning something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm always looking outside of our industry and how people do marketing and sales so that maybe if it would work here. And I know Amazon hasn't really... If Amazon wanted to sell comics, they would create a comicology on Amazon, not throw us all in with everything else, you know? So I don't know what's holding them back from it, but something is. But I have I've got like Stormquest and some sketch magazines on Kindle right now, and I've sold a handful, not much at all. Um, so I was looking at something I could give away to possibly pull sales back into it. And then when I read that newsletter, I was like, oh well, that's that would work, you know, the you know give them the who's who, give them a sh- you know short pull from each issue and. See, you know, well, you, mm-hmm. you can set up author pages on uh, Amazon too, yes. which supposedly helps. I haven't done it I yet. Ha- I haven't either, but it's on my to-do list. Yeah, I know those Kindle Fires are awesome for re- reading comics. Um, the resolution is just incredible for the price. They're Indeed. cheap. I mean, compared to the iPad. Oh yeah, I don't even have an iPad. I've, I've just got a Kindle Fire. Mm-hmm. And I think it does, you know, 90% of what the iPad does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, I have to admit, I hadn't thought of that. Because we have very sluggish sales on Amazon. Mm-hmm. We have our two trades there. And it's an uphill battle, right. you know. 
I almost feel like I need to advertise just for the trades, just to get people to Amazon. Right. Now, do you promote other distribution? Okay. Who do you use as far as digital distribution? Well, um, graphically okay. and uh, panel five. Didn't graphically recently change? Now you had to pay them to take you on? Because um, I set up my contract I, and I got an email from them. And now you have to pay them up front to take you on. Wow. Maybe I was grandfathered in because yeah. I've been on there for a few years. You were then. Yeah. Um, gosh, no. I. Well, don't pay it. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's because, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, once again, it's not like that's a huge seller. It's like I get tiny little, you know, PayPal checks or right. real checks every few months, and they're not much. Well, I think one thing they're pushing is that they will get you on the Nook. They will get you on the Kindle. They will get your stuff out for you. Now, I, I'm, I'm guessing they also manage the money for a percentage of that also, along with whatever they sell. But yeah, right. I set up my contract and everything, and next thing I know, they're saying, well, the fee is this, this, this. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Ups up front fees? I don't think so at this point in time. So who do you use drive through? Yeah, yeah, sure do. Forgot them. Um, and there have been some times where I sell pretty pretty well on mm -hmm. there. Um, but then there's long periods of nothing. Right. And I've got to look into promoting it more. Um, I've, um, I, and I'm so sporadic because as these other two guys will admit, you know, my ADHD kicks in and I jump from project to project to project to project. And usually that means from business to business to business. But then when I focus back yeah. on Skystorm, I know drive-through has this thing where on your sales you you average publisher points, which then you can take those points and buy banner spots, and it don't really cost you anything because you've already earned those points, you know, by having some sales there. And I've noticed when I bought my banner, I had the banner showing, which again, it's not really my money; it's it's points I've built up there. Um, I've noticed a little bit of increase in sales. So I'm sort of letting things, I haven't done it in a while, I'm letting it sit because I'm getting ready to upload all the parts unknown there for Bo, and I want to spend the money on a new project that's there for the first time to see if we can get what the beginning sales is like for it on something new, a new title. So, but yeah, that's an interesting thing that's in their in their publisher's end, and that's drivethroughcomics.com. Um, I'll have to look into the, that. Their I, banner program. Yeah, have, have you messed with uh, Comixology yet? They, uh, these other two guys, and there's my, uh, uh oh, now who'd we lose? Bill? Not me, I mean. I'm going to buy him new internet. Um, I think so. He'll be back on. He's back. <laughs> yeah. Um, Comicology, it's a long story. I met them two years ago at, uh, Chicago, C2E2. And the guys were, um, well, no other way around it but rude. Um, I think they were overwhelmed. I think DC and Marvel was telling them what they wanted, and it was a little bit more than they, they really wanted to admit they could do. But they did it. Um, I got a letter from them a few months ago, filing, stating that they're getting their stuff ready for more independent publishers, and that I would be contacted soon. So I, I'm not too sure what soon means, but that email was three or four months ago. Wow. To answer your question, I have not had the opportunity. 
When it comes, yes, I will jump on it just because of who they are right now. They are the darlings of the digital industry at the moment. Sure. I see them as kind of the digital version of Diamond Comics and a uh, Diamond Distributor in a way. Um, yes. Evil but necessary? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, not that I want to say that, but yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I can say well, stuff like that. Well, <laughs> unlike Diamond, they're not the only show on the road. And, and Diamond only matters to the publishers, not the reader end of this, you know. We have Diamond. That's uh, If you want to get it to the comic shops, you got to use Diamond. But uh, Comicology, yeah, the, has the door opened for you yet? Uh, I have not approached them. Um, I figured this year I was going to do it. But I'll tell you why I haven't rushed is unless you've got some great advertising machine, you're just going to be thrown into a huge sea of other independent comics that, Kind of, you know, when people are going there for Marvel and DC, and how do you get noticed? I okay, this is one of my things. I don't ever expect a digital distributor to promote or sell my book, even those guys. No. It's got to come from what I do. It's just I want to make it as simple and as easy as possible for readers to find it. If, if they are in love with comicology and that's who they want to buy their books from, then yes, I want my stuff on there. Um, do I expect comicology to list me on new stuff for this week? I No, no. That slot's going to make them a lot of money to pay their overhead. And I know that up front. But as long as I can say Blood and Roses is available at comicology, just go find Skystorm, boom, find it, boom. But... That doesn't get us new readers. That's true. You know? So that's that's true. The public doesn't know who they are. You you still can kind of impress people when you say, "Oh, it's on Amazon.com," because they know what that is. Right. Of course, we both know that's just you know a business transaction, and there it is. Yep. Yeah, I'll be glad. I think I'm hoping. I'm hearing rumors of Amazon doing something like a Comicology and putting together more of a comic store area and if they did and they promoted it on some of their little side ads i think it would do a whole lot better now i know amazon started off in dc's pocket because dc gave them a bunch of graphic novels and stuff so I, you know i don't know the ticky tacky stuff yeah I, that's what i've been hearing rumors of so i'm hoping um have you done anything with my digital comic no those guys are really no. nice um, I haven't really made anything yet from him. I think there's a little bit sitting there because he dropped me an email. And I was like, don't don't even worry about it because it's not worth the PayPal transfer at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, they're anxious to work. And they got Top Cow. They got some big guys. I just don't know what they're doing to promote their self because I haven't seen it out there. Um, have you used Wowio? Uh, yeah, I have a long history with them. Would you like to share? Um uh, yeah, sure. Uh, it's I got on them back when they first started, when they had all their venture capital to burn, and they were paying twenty five cents for every view of your comic. Right. So we were making several hundred dollars a month off them, and I knew people from bigger publishers who had like eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars that they were, you know, earning a year there. Mm-hmm. Um, then they ran out of their venture capital and, and stopped paying people. Right. Then the owner of Platinum Studios 
left Platinum and bought Walio, paid everybody off, and everyone thought, oh, it's going to be good times again. Well, that didn't work out at all. Um, I've never made any money there since. Mm -hmm. And uh, now the word is that, you know, they're having trouble paying people again. Right. And I've gone there, and I can't even find where to, to click in as a publisher anymore to see what I've earned. Oh, wow. Uh, they've, like, taken that part offline. So my advice would be not to do it. Okay. Okay. Wait it out and see what happens with them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even do that. I mean, twice burned. Right. Um, you know, and they eventually paid me back what they owed me the first time. Mm -hmm. But like a year after, they would have otherwise have done it. Right. Um, one thing that's that's worked well for sort of the print comics has been Indie Planet. Really? Um, How does that work? Yeah, I... Um, of course, you know, you print through Kablam... You put it on Indie Planet, which is also theirs, and usually I make enough money that I don't have to pay for printing um, for additional print copies. Okay. Uh, not that I buy big, you know, lots of, of copies, because, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really work to buy more than 100 there at a time. Right. But um, it's done okay. I mean, there's always a lot of interest there and people who want, still want a physical comic book. Well, that's that's the POD format, right? Print on demand. Yeah. So yes, that's indeed. getting the hard copies in your hands. Um, yes. How do they promote? And do they, they have an audience, a steady audience coming in, or? Well, you know, I don't know. Okay. Um, other than promoting through the people who use them, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe they were there first and did it successfully first. I mean, there was there was another. A POD printer that came first, mm -hmm. and I can't quite remember their name. And now, of course, there's dozens. Indie Planet, I think, cornered the market. And they have a digital outlet, too, which I think I've got some comics through that. I do. Um, but I don't think it's really, you know, developed yet. Right. What about Comic Plus? Have you used them? No, I haven't heard of Comic them. Comic Plus. Um... Well, I had heard of them, and then I had somebody at my old shop tell, ask me why we weren't on there. And um, I'm trying to figure out if that's Diamond's digital distributing. Because Diamond hooked up with somebody to offer stuff through stores. And I think it's Comic right. um, Comic Verse, maybe. Have you heard of them? Comics, either Comics yeah. Iverse or Comic Verse or something like that. I think Comic Plus is yeah. a part of them. Okay, I know Iverse, of course. Uh -huh. I haven't really looked into them because when that whole deal came down about, you know, brick and mortar comic shops setting up their own digital shops, uh -huh. I just thought that was kind of crazy. Uh, and and the reason is they take a cut too, mm -hmm. and but yet, you and I, we still have the ability to reach the entire world if, you know, we figure out how without them. Right. Why pay another cut to another level of distributor? I, um, that's the cheap side of me. <laughs> I, I think the only upside of that is that if you ever want in those stores down the road with a title or project or something, 
it could possibly open some eyes or if your project actually sells for them, open the door up so that when they see it in previews, they would order it. I don't think you're going to make any money off of them. No, I agree with you. I, I, yeah. I see it as a loss leader towards if I was wanting to do a summer event and offer four issues during the summer through Diamond traditionally for some crazy reason, and I wanted to do that, I could see being in Iverse and trying to get stores to carry it, 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 it would benefit. And I would just sign off as lotter, you know, loss and trying to build up a uh, audience with them, open the doors up. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I think Comic Plus is a spinoff of Iverse. I'll, I'll look into it so. because now I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let me know. That and yeah, that and my digital comics. I haven't like like I said, I haven't messed with them either. Right. Those guys are pretty cool. Um. Driving traffic towards your site. Something um, came out of our conversation on Facebook, and Bill and I have been talking, is we're thinking about launching an online comic at our site just to start getting traffic to Skystorm. Um, and something we've done, instead of focusing on and focusing on one title, because you know, the Sky Universe has multitude of titles, a multitude of creators, is to do something... What are we calling it, Bill? Sky Storm? Yeah. Just, the, the Sky Storm. Yeah. And it's sort of like an anthology within our own universe. And just have a story True. roll from sets of characters to sets of characters. And you can flip it back to here and this and that. But giving people a, a taste, a flavor of what they could possibly find at, by picking up one of our titles. What do you think about something like that? Well, I think that's a good idea. Um, and, you know, I was talking uh, online for a, a bit about a black and white magazine anthology, like, you know, the old uh, Eerie Comics or, um, you know, Savage Sword of Conan or, or things like that. And I was advised by a, a shop owner that I really respect, Pete Kilmer, um, not to do black and white. Right. That... You know, the stores don't want it, and magazines don't do well in comic shops, I was told, because they don't fit on the racks well. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think back to, let's say, Big Bang Comics, mm-hmm. which I, I assume, you know, you've read, and he went for a long time. He must have done all right, Gary Carlson, uh, with his anthology set in his world. Right. Uh, maybe that's a model to pursue. I should ask him. I'm I'm in contact with him every now and then. All right. I haven't talked to him in years. We used to bump into each other at shows, and we planned on, many years ago, doing some type of little crossover between our our universes. And uh, I I just never... Even, Bill, I had Mark Hester do a drawing of some of Gary's characters and our characters together. And yeah. then I think Gary moved like way north or something, sort of away from traveling down to doing a lot of shows. And um, mm-hmm. I just I haven't been in contact with him. But you're right. He did do more of a uh, anthology between all of his characters. Yeah. And I, I think Eric Larson published it uh, through Image for a while. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I, I'll admit, I haven't read any. He does like a Plastic Man pastiche, which I have not read. Uh, but he's still doing it. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. And I've, I've encountered him on Facebook a couple times, so I know he's out there. Okay. Digital Wedding Presents, we were involved with that when that first started, too. Mm-hmm. And I was only in issue six, but I knew all those guys. Ryan Otley was a big part of that at that point before he, you know, broke big. Um, and that magazine went on for like 25, 26 issues, which in the indie world is just unreal. Right. So, and it's, it still goes on now, but it's only on Comixology. Okay. Um, and I know the guy who edits it now. But It's funny, if, it, if a store owner told you not to do black and white, skipping back to that, when Walking Dead is one of the top-selling books in the market. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I guess my only thing would be it's not a superhero book. Right. Remember, they, Marvel used to do those, like, Incredible Hulk black and white uh, magazines. Deadly or, Hands of Kung Fu. Wasn't that it? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah that, that was one yes. of them, yeah. And I just thought those were so cool. I loved those growing up. I still kept them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess the fact that they're not still around should be some indicator that that's not, you know, the best way to go. And I don't know how to break into the magazine market. I don't know anything about that yet. I, I distributed through some distributors, but the returns were so heavy, it was just not worth it in, in the end game. Because all those guys, unlike Diamond, they get returns. So you end up eating a lot of returns. Of course, never getting a product back either, because they just trash it, supposedly. But they, yeah. yeah, they rip off the cover and send you back the cover. Yes, they do. I used to work in a, mag- a bookstore. And was in charge of the magazines. So, yeah. Man, that's rough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I was, I I guess I I had fond memories of like the Vampirella magazine or, or, you know, there were a lot of those at the Mm -hmm. time. The Moon Knight, I think, started off in magazine format too. That black and white magazine format. Really? Yeah. Bill Sienkiewicz artwork looked just like Neil Adams at the time. So, well, we've gone over a lot of different subjects. You guys got any questions for Scott? I've sort of been running yeah, the show. I was gonna, I was gonna change gears a little bit, because um, I'm all about the how people do things. Walk us through your creative day. What's your, what's your day like as far as creating the book or the webcomic? Well, I, I can really describe it more as my creative week, because okay. like on Monday I, I draw the page for the week. On Tuesday, I ink it and then usually scan it in and flat it that afternoon. On uh, Wednesday, I color it, and I'm a slow colorist, I I have to admit. It takes me a while. And and Thursday, I usually letter it and then post it for the next week. Uh, I don't really have a buffer. I'm too slow to have a buffer, apparently. But I still manage to, to get the comic up there. I do a whole page from beginning to end like that since it's episodic on the web. You know, it doesn't really uh, suit me to just like draw 20 pages ahead and ink 20 pages ahead in big, in big chunks like that. Right. But, but that's okay because, you know, then it's done and it's, you're ready to move on. 
have you have you ever run into a situation where that kind of work week didn't work for you? Oh yeah. Um, I just got done doing a comic for an indie publisher. I did a six-issue miniseries uh, of a vampire book called uh, Last Rites. Um, I believe you can find... Yeah. Um, You can find it on Facebook um, and at Indie Planet. And it's it's not my favorite work I've ever done, although it was fun doing vampires. But that I was doing two penciled ink and colored pages a week in addition to a penciled ink colored and lettered Johnny Saturn. Wow. Yeah, it was it was brutal. Um I didn't I didn't have an extra job back then. That was all I was doing and I was working probably seventy two, eighty hours a you know, a week. It was insane. You know, no week weekends, no sick days, no right. evenings open. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you use mostly? Um for coloring, do you still hand ink? Uh, yeah, I've done I've done both. I for about a year, I switched over to a Manga Studio, mm-hmm. which which is a wonderful program. I mean, it's meant specifically for comic artists, and I have nothing but good to say about it. And I've always colored in Photoshop. Um, I've been on Photoshop since uh, version three, so it's been a long time. Yeah. But now I'm thinking about switching over full time to a Manga Studio. They've they combined it with uh, Paint Tool Sci, mm-hmm. and it's really impressive. It's it just seems like it's got everything in one package. I've been teaching myself to color on Sci, and I really I really like it a lot. Yeah. Well, and the inking tools are the are the star of uh, Manga Studio. Okay. Uh, you ink you ink in vectors, and you can go back later and and tell it, oh, I want the exterior of the character to be thicker, or oh, I want all the parts where it didn't join up to join up. Oh wow! You know, it's it's yeah, it's really sweet. You can take three D. Go ahead. No, I was just saying impressive. I didn't realize it did all that. Yeah, oh, it does. You can take uh, 3D objects in there, like SketchUp objects, turn them into line art and use them. And I did that for a long time. I didn't, for a long time, I got away from drawing all my backgrounds by hand and using mm-hmm. SketchUp. And, but then I got away from that because I, I got, I realized oh, I was spending all my time on the computer and why should I deny myself the joy of drawing a background? When I can do it by hand as well. Makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. And probably helped your uh, overall speed a little bit, too. It did. It did. It sped me up. And I had really gotten rusty on the, the rules of perspective. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had, to, I had to get back on the ball real quick there, too. But that's, that's another nice thing about Manga Studio is it's got a perspective tool in it where you can set your perspective points. And you will draw in perspective. That's it's like got a snap feature where your pencil lines are perfectly straight and in perspective. It's pretty handy. Wow. And um, you said you were a painter earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are you painting now? Or what do you paint generally? Um, you know, as a painter, I do mostly um, uh, models. Um, go to the art center and, and paint models. 
um, I'm mostly a watercolorist. I also mess with uh, acrylic. And I was trained as a, an oil painter, but mm-hmm. don't really have much desire to mess with that these days. Don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, and anything I do um, as, as an illustrator, I do in the computer. You just can't beat that for time and the ability to go back and modify things. Goodness, we lose somebody again? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, I was trying not to hog You're the conversation, so... No, no, Actually, no, 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 I'm, no, no, no. I'm over here at Johnny Saturn's site reading, so you, you guys go go right ahead. I'm, I'm sitting here reading. <laughs> I noticed uh, on your site you do blo- you do promote where, where you've got your books. What is Panelfly, for those who don't know? What is what? I didn't quite catch Panelfly? Oh, Panelfly is, um, it's like graphically. Okay. Um, it's, it's when, Mar- when Marvel went into the digital market, it, it spread its comics out among a bunch of digital uh, publishers like that, like Panelfly, and um, I guess to see which would work best. Mm-hmm. And since Marvel was there, I went ahead and signed up there, too. And again, it's it's been a bit of a non-starter. I don't make much money there. Okay. I would have to say drive through comics is where I've sold the most digital products. It's where I've gotten my most success at the moment, too, is drive through They seem to have a good crowd. I know um, Girl Genius is some of their top sellers, but we've mm-hmm. always done pretty well. With the super, it's, um, the only thing I've got there is StormQuest, straight out superhero stuff, and it's done pretty well. So, Well, I'm always I'm real impressed with the guy who uh, edits the comic site mm-hmm. and who writes the newsletters. He's, he's a real nice guy. And he seems to to be on top of it. And plus, they've been around forever. I mean, I don't even know when they started. I don't know either. But you're right. They have been around for a long time. Because actually, when I started to get things out digitally about a year and a half ago, I had set up an account a year or so prior to that, which I had forgotten, and picked up a Girl Genius digital <laughs> comic, which I even forgot I had. So it's sort of weird. I went in with my email, and they're like, oh, you already have an account. And I'm like, what? You know? And yeah, I had. And my history popped up. So, Scott, another question. What software do you run behind Johnny Saturn? Because we're, we're trying to share stuff with people. Some some of the hard things, the art, comic artists, of course, we write, we draw, we color, we letter. But, man, when you got to get it on the Internet, it just people just go, I don't do Internet. And I try to tell people it's not that hard and once you get into it and spend a little time you can really get things customized to your own look what what is what is the back end of johnny saturn that you're running okay on the website yes, sir. you mean okay okay um it's like pretty much most people it's comic press on uh wordpress and comic press is a theme and i know you were involved with mm-hmm. it at one point mm-hmm. yeah we sponsored um, an update at one time with with uh blue line now is it comic press or is it comic easel okay because um, i don't i don't know the those, difference i'm just now starting to learn comic easel that's why i ask okay both of those are run by phil hofer right and uh aka from mm-hmm. and he wanted to he wanted to monetize comic press but the two guys that had created it did not want to get into that. So Phil turned around and created his own called Comic Easel. And it's not a comic theme. It's more like a plug-in 
you can use any comic theme you want, which is really attractive. And I think it has all the features of comic press. Right. And I have not tried it, but I've thought about it. Well, the reason I ask is because we have the preset WordPress site that we've heavily modified for Skystorm. And if we're going to do an online comic, we definitely want it embedded into the site because that's the whole concept is to bring traffic to the site. So I'm not I'm not really looking to set up a separate site to put this comic. I want to keep it all on one place. But I don't want to convert what I've modified over to Comic Press, which I run with Clay'sway, and I love it. It's so simple. It's just easy. And Bill, do you run you run Comic Press, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's uh-huh. pretty adjustable. Yeah. Yeah, the themes and looks and everything. But because I'm wanting to keep my basic theme that I've got with Skystorm right now, because I like the look of it, as I was looking at Comic Easel to see if it's something I can put into just a, you know, create a page and see if I can run with that with Comic Easel plugin or something. I don't know. It's something I'm going to be learning. And, of course, as I know, learn, I'll make notes and share it and everything, cussing and all. But <laughs> um <laughs> It, it, it's something I'm hoping to be able to do. If not, I guess I'll I'll contact the the creator and see if it's something we can tweak to do, where you can have an established site, but then you can bring this plugin in and start running a comic off to the side. Sure, you know? Well, I know you can do that in Comic Easel, uh-huh. and I was just, I was just thinking that there was a there was a third one. There's another one that's used by some people. Dina Girl was run uh, was run on that. Mm-hmm. But now I've just gone to Dynagirl's site, and I see he's powered by Comic Easel. Is he? Okay. So, um, I, and, and isn't he a guy that, isn't he a guy that's associated, Carrie, is it Carrie Kelly? Carrie Kelly, Kelly yeah. Yeah, that, he's that you guys know. comic-related. Yeah. yeah. He's an old friend of comic-related, used to be on the Zone for podcasts. Yeah. He, uh, real nice guy. Um, he's one of our, you know, uh, collective heroes guys. He could probably advise you about Comic Easel even better than I okay, could. Okay, cool. Well, I'm always liking to dive in and get my hands dirty before I start really checking it out. That way I have a good list of questions. It, it would probably be easier if I ever like pre-thought things through before, but uh, it never works out that way. I'm always <laughs> wanting to get exactly. in, break it, and then have to fix it. That's the way I work. Yeah, I was about to say, you wouldn't be you if you did That's that. That's right. That's right. Scott, have you had much luck getting people off the social networks? Um, yeah, I would say I would say Facebook has been a, a real help. In fact, I got a big spike in traffic, like let's say double what I normally get when I went to Facebook. I have not really looked into Twitter. I mean, I I do Twitter, and I do send out tweets with each new episode, but I've not really gone into that heavily. I've maybe got, what, 150 followers at this point. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really developed it to what I should. But on Facebook, I've got like 4,000 friends, and that's been pretty effective. Now, on Facebook, do you post a page? Do you post a link? Do you post a crop of it? How how do you do um, it? I, I post a thumbnail, okay. you know. So if they click it, they go to the site. And I also do that through my RSS feed because I don't want people just to just to read it there on the in their RSS reader and not go to my site um, because then I don't get paid for advertising. Right, right, yeah. 
I, I got that from Scott Kurtz. I think he's he's gone that route too. Yep, sounds like we listened to the same podcast when Scott and his guys were doing them. Oh yep. yeah, oh yeah. No, I I I really think a lot of those guys and their book uh, about you know web comics was very helpful. Oh yeah, yep. We carried it in the in the store and at Blue Line, and and they've been around a long time. I mean, Kurtz has been doing this fourteen years, thirteen years, something like that. So. They've yeah. all gone through a lot in the time they've been doing it. Well, and and things change so quickly. I don't think um, Facebook brings as much traffic as it used to mm-hmm. be used to. And I I know they they want you to pay for more exposure, and I won't do that. Uh, that that's <laughs> that's funny you said that because I'm trying. I've got that Mitch Bird sketchbook at Kickstarter mm-hmm. right now, and we've been plugging it, and and there's a a balance of where is it too saturated to where you're, you know, I always think you got to play Facebook and, and place when I, not the proper word, but you can put so much business and you got to give them a little tweak of life. Cause that's what anybody mm-hmm. who's following you is investing into you, your work, your design and your life. And, you know, that's where the clay going to basketball games that I'd play with clay. Um, but I decided because, I know when you make a post, you may get 2% of the people on your list to really see it. Maybe. Maybe it's more like 1%. Right. It's not, I mean, when, you know, I got 3,000 friends, maybe, I don't know, 50 or 100 people sees a post, maybe. Yeah, probably the people who look at your post the most often are you look at their posts. So I hit, I've noticed. Yes, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I hit promote on a post. But I think I might have screwed myself up because I had Bill had made a post about it and I shared it on my timeline and then I hit promote. I paid him seven bucks. I didn't care. It's fine. But because I think it was a share from Bill, it was an original post from me. I can't get the stats now. And the, supposedly oh. your post be able to get the stats. You click on the sponsored link and it shows you how many times it was seen, how many times it was viewed. Da 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 da. Well. I can't get the stats, so I will probably play with it just because, to me, it's worth seven dollars to see. Does it take it to that fifty and make it five hundred? Does it take that from that fifty and make it a thousand? You know what I mean? And does well, that you're, you're probably right. move it over to more views on the Kickstarter? See, by running the Kickstarter, I can physically see if that seven dollars made us zero in the Kickstarter, or did it make us? $500 on the Kickstarter, you know? So I, I, I sort of play with that to see what works. Well, you're probably right on that because it's like I have no problem with paying Project Wonderful, but maybe this would be more effective. Maybe I have the, a, a bad attitude about it. <laughs> well, it's hard to take something free and then you say you want me to pay. That's always bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, I see yeah. it as a way, if they truly do get your post out in front of more people, that they haven't changed. Or I, I'm guessing they haven't changed. We really don't know how many people see our post. It's true. Yeah, it's a mystery. Yeah. Only they know. Or our, or our fan pages. Yes. You know, I, I, I'd like to think that everybody who signed up as a fan gets it, but I don't know that for a fact. Right. Well, I think it's funny that we we are heading towards a hundred people sign up for the Mitch Bird launch party at the end of this Kickstarter, 
there's like over 100 people signed up, 50 or 60 people maybe, and we have 30 people backing the Kickstarter. I'm like, what? Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah, that that, that seems like it would be an easy sell, too, because Mitch is such a great artist. I agree. Um, <laughs> we'll see. As Bill tells me. What do you tell me, Bill? Just wait. Don't bear. Be patient. Be patient. Don't freak out. Yeah. yeah, don't freak out. Yeah, that never happens. Keep at it. No, no, no. Never does. Me? I don't freak out. So, Bill, Bill, you got any questions for Scott? Nope. I've just been listening and enjoying. Well, I've enjoyed this. This has uh, been one of the better podcasts I've been on. Well, we're going to have to have you back then, because I do think you've got a lot of information to share. I know you and I, always, when we see each other in person, I try to pull as much out of you as I can about what you're doing and your successes and everything that's sort of what this podcast is about you know what our successes and failures were to help everybody out down the road so absolutely uh, absolutely it was great seeing all you guys at DerbyCon last year and uh that's probably when i'll see you next yes yes that's i guess that's probably when we'll all be together next won't it guys yep yeah DerbyCon's actually my favorite show right now so oh good yes yep same here have you signed up already uh sort of um (laughs) sort of i uh there was an artist who signed up named paul mccall and he he suddenly had something else he had to do he's a caricature artist so he he wrote chuck to to, you know transfer his table to me but i haven't heard back from chuck yet so so you'll probably hear more on monday you're going Cool. Well, awesome. I love that show. I've been, I've been to all of them so far, and uh, it seems like there's such a great comic community there. It, it was actually, it is the best Claysway show I've done. The first year, I sold more Claysway stuff there than I have at any show, and I'm talking about even the three day shows like C2E2. So yeah, there's a great community and a family oriented community that came through. Yeah. You guys got any more questions? Oh, I love comics. Yeah. Now we got competing shows here in Cincinnati. Oh, no. Yes. A week apart. Yeah. So. All right, Scott. Well, um, if you guys don't have any more questions for Scott, we'll let him go. Keep him hanging here. We can't thank you enough. Yeah, we can't thank you enough for doing this, Scott. It's, we really appreciate oh. it. It's been fun. You guys are all friends, and it's been a real relaxing talk. Good. Yes. Yeah, you shared a lot, Scott, and I really I'm looking forward to seeing you at this Derby Con. Yep. Yep. I met your son at the last one. That's that's right. Yes, you did. Yeah, he's still a little freaked out by all the people saying, Oh, you're Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Scott, we'll have to have you back on. And, okay. Uh, yeah, just any time. Twist your arm here and see what else we can get out of you. Great. I think it's a great no, podcast. I think we, we tried to cover so much. I think we could come back and really focus on what about this? And just put a podcast on, like, the site, you know? What do you do to build mm-hmm. the site day in, day out? Or what do you do with the digital? So right now, this is a great overall on everything you've done. I think the listeners are really going to appreciate it. I think yeah. so. Well, fantastic. Well, I'll, I'll promote it on, on my website, too. Okay. So. Well, we appreciate it. It should be up next week. I'll drop you a note and let you know. Okay. Fantastic. All right, Scott. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Then. Take care, bye. All right. Thanks, Scott. Thanks. Bye. Wow. I think that was a great podcast, guys. What do you think? 
I heard Scott was great. He knows a lot. He does. We really got to bring him back on with us again because that that was wonderful. Um, John, you want to catch us up? What's been going over at ComicRelated.com? Sure thing. As uh, some people might know, Comic Related was hacked, Mm. and we were down for about a week. Well, we're sort of back up with limited schedule, but one of the things I made sure that got back on the schedule were the sketch posts. So uh, here's what we have, uh, at least for right now. I have an interview with artist Sigmund Torre. Uh, He is a native of Manila, um, has worked for Dreamway Productions and quite a few other uh, independent mid-range presses and a really interesting interview. It is in English, so Mm -hmm. nobody freak out. It is in English. Uh, Then looking over the shoulder of Umberto Ramos uh, while he draws the Joker. And I wanted to ask you, Bill, is is he the same Umberto Ramos that was in Alpha 5? Or you know. No, no, that was. Oh, okay. That I've was always Nifter. wondered. Good drawing, uh, drawing the Joker. Check it out; it's really cool. Um, then a basic pencil line shading tutorial. Um, you know, with all the with all the digital stuff, and uh, as Scott was saying, things complete lines for you and everything. Uh, um, I think it's important for some people to remember how to do the old days, like. Hatching and cross-hatching, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So check that out. Speaking of Manga Studio, um, I have a thing here on the tips and tricks of Manga Studio, of inking Manga Studio. Um, not terribly lengthy tutorial, but uh, go check that out, especially if you're getting into that. Uh, more digital linking techniques with Brian Haberlin. Um, I know you, Bob, yes. are a major Brian Haberlin yes. fan. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, it's it's a really cool video. Um, I wish he talked a little more, but other than that, it's a really cool video. So check that out. Um, then uh, the man who's constantly in trouble, Dan Video, uh, <laughs> is giving him his uh, is giving a young lady um, his advice for artists about how artists should approach getting into the business um pretty much the same thing we tell everybody start independent right you know get your get your foot in the door with an independent book and you know maybe go that way uh trust me you are never going to walk into a convention unless you're the next michael turner you're never going to walk into a convention and uh show somebody your portfolio and get a job immediately at any of the big companies right now that now they want to know if you can produce, and they look at that through production of indie books. So uh, check that out. And uh, interesting interview, despite the fact that it's Dan Video. And uh, then drawing a wolf. Um, a lot of people uh, we know are in the uh, are big in the fur and the indie sort of group and this is not an anthropomorphic wolf this is an actual wolf so check that one out and then i think one more here the art of alex ross alex ross apparently has a very big exhibit up somewhere of a lot of his work and this video accompanies that exhibit yeah where is that i was just reading something about Uh, the other day uh, i think it's at west somewhere i don't remember exactly but yeah, I think it's out, uh, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, somewhere in that okay. 
general area, and I think that might catch us up. Awesome. Hey, Bill, would you happen to be over to sketchmagazine.net site? Uh, yeah. Can you catch us up and what's showing up there? Well, let's see. We have a little notice about the last podcast, 72, about setting realistic goals. Uh-huh. Uh, we have Joe Mad's uh, drawing press process with Darksiders 2. There's a couple with uh, Phil, is it Jimenez? Mm-hmm. I guess. And Inker Mark Deering gives a tour of his workspace. And that's the past week. Cool. What's been going? There's a video. Yeah, what's been going on at the Comic Mentor videos? I uh, just did two today about writing, and actually, while we were um, listening to Scott, uh-huh. uh, Sergio Cariello, uh, who I've mentioned before, he did the Action Bible, and he's done um, several other things. Uh, just wrote me having seen both those videos and was thanking me for doing them. Awesome. But that's, I, I did both of those this morning and cause it was praying on my mind and all the inspiration was there. I hit that. So I'm now up to 34 videos, I think. So you're just a video master. I know. Uh, We're going to have to make some big noise when he does too. He has his own production crew too. Yeah. That's my webcam sitting on top of a, no, I'm talking about your brother. He edited him. Well, yeah, my, my brother Steve, yeah, is, Steve is awesome at editing and putting this stuff up. You got to give Steve he had it up. a shout-out. Shout-out to Steve. Woohoo! We don't shout-out enough. Yeah, no, we don't. you should teach Xander to do that, you know, that way. Get him into the business there. If it was about toys, yeah. Xander would be all over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd be... Yeah, that's, that's our next step is coming up with action figures at ABN. Yeah. So there you go. Do action figure videos. There you go. Um, let's see. Things it's been busy with me is of course let me plug the Mitch Bird sketchbook, women's dinosaurs and random illustrations of Iron One at Kickstarter right now. Go. Check it out. Please. Oh, um give money. Yes. I uploaded two new images. Um just show a little bit of the artwork that's gonna be in the series. And uh, we've got like 18, 19 more days. So by the time this hits, we're going to be right around 15 days. We're going to be midway. So, you know, check it out. It's Mitch. Mitch has done work for Sketch Magazine for years. You've loved his articles there. We sell a ton of his two how-to books or a collection of articles from there. This is drawing sketches. Over 50% of the books going to be all new illustrations, number four seen, number four published. Um, all kinds of cool rewards. So please check that out. Um, blue line things have been just sort of slow but moving forward uh, brother Mike's down so I've been trying to run the offices so if anything's been screwed up I apologize now and we'll say it's Mike's fault since he's not there we there always blame Hoover's not in the office it's their fault so um, but no things are going well products are getting out I haven't done a newsletter just because I've been swamped with doing the day to day stuff and trying to get the Mitch Bird stuff going so that's about it um, I will throw something out there with Bill and I doing the Skystorm project. Um, we're going to be looking for a colorist. So anybody who listens to this, if you want to send some coloring samples, um, just a couple little JPEGs. Don't kill me with it. Um, within a couple of JPEGs, I can tell if it's the style that I'm looking for. Um, to uh, my email, it's bobh at bluelinepro.com. Um, I want to see some different coloring styles to 
to run with this. It'll be a page a week. That's what we're asking. We're going to be publishing a page a week. So that's what we're going to need covered. So, um, John, how can they get a hold of you? Um, they can get a hold of me best at um, John at ComicRelated.com. Also, if you have any questions about the upcoming Derby City Comic Con, send them to John at DerbyCityComicCon. Oh my gosh, you are correct. Yeah, no, it's a long no, one. No, but I dropped the ball. <laughs> our sponsors. Oh, I'm glad you brought Derby because they're one of them. Just go down our sponsors. Sorry, Bill, holding you up here. Tricon, April 6th um, mm-hmm. in Virginia is a sponsor. Motor City Con. Um, I will be at Flint Comics Convention. It's April 13th up in Flint, Michigan with Just Clay'sway. It's going to be pretty cool. It's a convention put on by uh, Randy Zimmerman and the crew who puts out the Flint. Flint Comic uh, is a newspaper they put out locally once a month, and Clay'sway's in it. So it's the only place that's really published every month. It's, it's pretty cool. So this con, they have uh, somewhere around 700,000 people at this con. So I'm, I'm sort of pumped to go to some place that they're seeing our stuff every week, every month in the newspaper to see how it does. So that is uh, be Flint, if you're around Flint, Michigan, um, April 13th. So we'll go ahead and plug them. Motor City, and then John mentioned Derby City, Comic Con in Louisville, Kentucky, June 29th. Thank you, John. Oh, no got to get those sponsors out there. So, Bill, how may they get a hold of you? And get me at comicsmentor at gmail.com. Awesome. Any room, anything going on with artists? I know you're trying out some new artists. Uh, Mark is, uh, he was working two jobs. One of the jobs is, I guess, now over, so he's going to be doing some, um, be working on the strips. It may only be one a week as opposed to Robin, or I got a flood, but, you know, at this point, I'm just happy to have him do stuff because I want to see him do. Right something but uh another couple of projects i may um see stiglin wanted to guest do a guest strip or guest uh chapter i guess so what i may be doing and well i won't say may i will be doing uh i have two separate things one is a uh, probably a uh, thing with dexter's mom mm-hmm. but it will be single panel illustrations from her perspective basically what you're looking at, what she sees, and then text that goes with it, prose. So that would be an experiment, really, is what it is. And then the other is um, doing guest strips about people who um, are impacted by the things that Dexter draws or interacting with Dexter as he goes through his um, ordeal, journey, whatever. So that sort of gives me uh, something to play with, um, with continuity and that will end up being a, a separate thing as well. So We're going to try to collect Robin's stuff. Why that's what's going on. Are we going to try to collect Robin's stuff into some type of stuff? book, magazine, comic, or something? Yeah. This year? Yep. Okay, uh-huh. cool. Okay. Okay. And Mark is is Mark... DePaulski. Yeah, we've known him from way back to Afterburn Media Boards... Uh, mm-hmm. He was up in Chicago with us. We always talk about meeting everybody up there. Um, Mark's a great guy, so I'm glad to, you know, I'm, he's good. I'm really glad he's doing mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I can't yep. wait to see it. It's going to be really cool. So, um, you can re- reach me at bobh at bluelinepro.com, or you can reach all three of us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. Guys, this is this has been wonderful. This is bringing in some more people, and this definitely brings Scott back again. 
So I still I think Definitely. we just barely tapped him for his knowledge for as, as long as he's been doing this. Yeah. Scott has a lot to share. Yes, he does. And he's a wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. And he's willing to share just like us. He realized yes. we've, we've got to get out there and share it. And what's that saying you always say? We all rise together. And that's what we got to do. So, all right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. All right.